trade season is starting off very busy. The Lakers offer was going to be the Lakers offer. Yeah. That was it. And you had to get something done. And you got a piece back that will help you defensively right now. Yeah. If Dillwindy is nothing else, he's a microwave scorer off the bench, you know, starter. Maybe Mm -hmm. he's moved in a piece with the trade deadline coming up on uh, February 9th. Never know. But I think this is the best they could do. Now, let me ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Laker fans are so mad right now. They oh, are yeah. so mad. I'm not as mad, actually. Mm-hmm. I do think this puts puts the pressure, the onus on Kalinka. I'm in a situation right now. If they have to make a move right now, is it like they are pressed to make a move right now? Or can they stand pat and just go into the offseason and do exactly what I would like them to do? Hold on to the pigs and wait. I kind of think that's the only option right now. You're sitting in a place where your offer wasn't good enough for Brooklyn for Kyrie. So that tells me they didn't offer everything. They didn't offer all the things they had. So how are you going to justify trading any of it for a player who's going to be 20%, 40% of Kyrie when you'd be moving into a win-now window making a trade like that? That I think the more time goes on, the more it feels to me like <clears throat> maybe unintentionally, this is kind of a punt year for the Lakers where they're going to maybe reevaluate in the offseason and see where they can go from, from there because I'm not sure what move like is on the horizon that even puts them near the conversation at this point. Do they give up one of the first round picks for Van Vliet? Uh, I I don't think so at this point. Okay. I'm just I, looking at right. some of the viable options that might be out there. The only yeah. other thing that I could think of is if Pacers would do it. Mm-hmm. Couple second rounders for Buddy Hill. Yeah, I and I don't think they would, unfortunately. No, I I don't know if that's really unfortunate because you need defense. Yeah, athleticism. So personally, I'd rather cultivate Max Christie when it comes to that. Hmm. But this is a huge thing because I believe this was done at the top. This was a genie bus deal. The one last shoe to drop, I think, since you mentioned that Van Fleet thing, and we were talking a lot on uh, the Friday show about the Van Fleet clutch uh, partnership. Mm Mm-hmm. 
The only way I can see, and this, uh, I'm not even sure this is would be good news for Lakers Nation, but the only way I can see a Van Bleet deal justified afterwards is if hypothetically it was kind of already promised. And that's why the Van Vliet ended up making the moves. And that's why all these things have been happening beforehand. So kind of the reason a Kyrie trade wouldn't have happened in that circumstance would be because the the draft picks are already going somewhere else, hypothetically. And that also might explain the LeBron statement from today where it's do everything for Kyrie kind of almost throwing uh, his own name like kind of out of it even though it it might be his guy coming in the back door if they do the Van Vliet deal it can't just be for Van Vliet <clears throat> they, they'd have to figure out something where you know, at least Gary Trent Jr. back to um, something like that. Yeah. Well, let's talk about how this helps the Dallas Mavericks. Mm-hmm. You got Kyrie Irving. You lost Dorian Finney-Smith. Obviously, you know, as a scorer, I mean, they won the deal when it comes to a, a, a dynamic playmaker, somebody who can live in the lane. His dribble package is is second to none. Um, mm-hmm. So this does help Luca in one respect. Yeah. Now, defensively wise, where are they? W- what does this team look like in the front court? If you have Luca and, and Kyrie in the back court with Finney Smith out. Cleve was still hurt, and Christian yeah. Woods, who looks very pedestrian on defense. No, yeah, he's not a defensive player. Um, the first guy you have to talk about when you're talking about their defense is definitely Maxi Kleba. He'll be the anchor when he returns, and hopefully he does return in the playoffs, but we don't really know on that for certain. Would he what even be physically think- capable? Yeah, well, when when he's healthy, he's good. He's always been a guy who struggled with injuries, been on and off the court here and there. If if he is healthy at the regular Kleba level, we we can expect him to be a high level playoff defender. If not, they're kind of dead in the water as far as that's concerned. But I think the fact that this happened today and not on deadline day. And the fact that they're trading one first round pick and not all of their first round picks might mean uh, I'm not sure if Christian Wood is still long for this team and might mean we could see some defense coming in the back end because throughout the Jason Kidd era, that's one. Well, 
specifically in Dallas, not so much in Milwaukee and Brooklyn previously. But in Dallas, the one thing you can say for him is he's made the team defend at a high level. Even guys like Luca himself, who hasn't been a great defender, or even Tim Hardaway this year, are giving considerably more effort than they have in previous spots. So I I think maybe that's the hope, is that Jason Kidd is good enough and maybe Maxi can be that that piece and hopefully then they can go and I think the first guy you're looking at is Jay Crowder I I would be immediately pointing out Jay Crowder as a guy I need to go and get and then I'd be looking to hopefully fill out another spot on the roster as well I'm going to ask another question do you believe that Kyrie Irving is a good teammate to Luka Doncic. Uh, offensively, yes. I I think that they can work together definitely. Kyrie has a a pretty translatable game. He's one of the most like naturally gifted basketball players we've seen in a very long time and he's shown the the ability to fit in and fit out of all different systems on the floor. They I remember the people who had questions like this about him in Cleveland at first, just whether or not he could be able to take that off-ball role. And it took a little bit of adjusting, but he definitely was able to in the end. He he wanted his own, his own team after a while, which uh, that might be something down the line we can question. But on the court, offensively, I think it's a wonderful fit. This is actually the help that Luka needed as far as a dynamic second, like a a Robin to his Batman. Yeah. So I'm, I'm happy about that. I'm really happy that there's, there's some progress in Luka. It's not the Luka and the Lucaneers in Dallas. Yeah, there's going to have to be a trade because defensively wise, they're going to have a problem. Yeah. I just, yeah, I'm just trying to see it. Like, I'm just trying to see the roles right now. I think offensively, they'll figure it out. Does this mean that um, Tim Hardaway Jr. gets more um, catch and shoot looks? Uh, I, I'm not sure necessarily if more, and he'd probably be another one of the guys who I'd zero in as a target to move. Cause I'm not convinced he's necessarily the greatest fit in this Jason kid system. And now that you have Kyrie and Luca playing Kyrie and Luca and Tim Hardaway in the backcourt leaves you pretty exposed in the playoffs defensively. Mm-hmm. So I think Tim Hardaway might be like probably the next guy we see who's most likely to move. Christian Wood is another guy who has potential to go at the door, but I, I'm not quite as sold on him as I am pretty convinced that Tim Hardaway isn't long for this team. If now Dallas has Kyrie, mm-hmm. does this now force Phoenix to do something knowing 
that Steph Curry <laughs> just got hurt. It, it's it's funny that you say that because two minutes ago, Chris Haynes tweeted, the Phoenix Suns are prepared to pursue Brooklyn Nets star Kevin Durant should he become available. So they are throwing their hats in that ring at the very least right now. I think the move, I think the reason why De- the reason why the Nets did this move is because they are trying their damnedest to retain Kevin Durant. I think when you make a move for Dorian Finney-Smith and Spencer Dilwitty, yes, obviously you're, what is it? It's what, both of them, like 15, 30 cents on the dollar. Obviously Kyrie is the better player. Mm-hmm. But those are two functional pieces to a team that has Nick Claxton, who is a pretty good rim protector, rim runner. Um, I have no idea what to make of Ben Simmons now. And I you got Joe Harris, you got you got a lot of little you got a lot of pieces that you could maybe do something else with. You know, I don't know if you can do something with Ben Simmons right now and try to shuttle him off to like a team that is not in contention. Yeah. Take pressure off of him. Because right well, now, I mean, that dude is making what, forty something million dollars? And mm-hmm. he's he's not the second best player on that team. Pressure ratchets up for him with Kyrie not being there. Yeah, it definitely does. That's why, like, like we talked about on the Friday show, if Kyrie's moved, it's probably pretty likely KD is following him out the door. So you're talking about a team that's not really competing to be built around Ben Simmons. That might be the team in Brooklyn. They, I, I wouldn't say that they're going to be completely out of playoff contention, especially after the moves they've made here. And they, they've got some guys now so that they can roll out uh, an adequate defense at the very least. So we could see them winning games, but it, this might be a play-in team, realistically. Brooklyn Nets fans, and I know we kid, or actually podcasters and media kid, we won't kid. The section that is Brooklyn Nets fans they have to be absolutely furious. Yeah. Like a year ago, you had Harden, Kyrie, and Durant. Like this time last year, you had all three. Now, one wasn't claimed because I don't want to get the COVID shot, but theoretically, you had all three. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could literally walk away February 9th and not have any of these guys at all. Yeah, and not have your draft picks for the next five years, too. It is a very stressful place to be in, especially considering, like, they were the team that was just, like, the last team in this situation after they made the Kevin Garnett trade and Paul Pierce. At that time, it's 
it's kind of sad to see history repeat itself in such a way. Obviously, as a Rockets fan and the beneficiary of this trade, I'm I'm ecstatic, but I can't help but feel for Nets fans. Okay, so Kyrie is now a Maverick. We know the pieces that went back. Tell me how... What is Dinwiddie's role on Brooklyn with Harris, with with Steph Curry, with... I I think role number one Dinwiddie serves, uh, which is a role he kind of served last time with this Brooklyn team, is he's going to be kind of the guy who I think fans rally around for a hope moving forward. He was the one who was able to rise this team out of the ashes into a playoff berth with that D'Angelo Russell squad. And I think that could be equally possible with the parts they have right now, even without a player like Kevin uh, Durant, considering what they'd likely get back. So I think... Could Minnesota save their season by trading for Kevin Durant and and then reuniting D'Lo in Brooklyn, and and we have just a oh, a slightly man. more aged uh, Brooklyn squad that was put together. That would that would be nice. Maybe they get, Minnesota gets in a three team deal or something and mm-hmm. is able to. To move off that, because I, I can't imagine Kevin Durant's going to be too happy going to Minnesota. But, no. Uh, okay, yeah. so let's play this out. If Kevin Durant looks at what they got back, because this is it, right? This mm. is what they got back. You got Dinwiddie, and he did send out a tweet about he he liked Dorian Finney-Smith. Yeah. But if you're Durant, or if you're I'll put it this way. If you're Sean Marks right now, knowing what the, and we talked about this a little on Friday, knowing what the terrain is in the off season where there might be a harden out there. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we still have some days left in this trade deadline, but the big names like the Levines, I think that's still an off season move for Chicago. Yeah. I think they, I, th- I I I kind of got faith that Levine's going to stay put a little right. longer there. But now you have all this intrigue in Golden State. Because mm-hmm. I don't know if they necessarily keep that team together now. Not the way it looks currently. Okay. I mean, you could have LeBron out there. If, if you're Brooklyn, is this the time? I mean, I don't want to make a panic move for Brooklyn because this if they're trying to kind of reshuffle and rebuild on the fly, mm-hmm. you got to get the Durant move right. So I would think personally it would be better off to do it and as far as your mindset is concerned. Probably be better off to do it in the offseason. But if you have a bunch of people out there, it, make, it drives down the market. So um, if this is the guy that's out there. Let's get all the picks back. That's true. Let's get the players back and the picks back. 
Uh, it looks like we might actually be looking at another Warriors missing the playoff season because Mark Stein, uh, I'm not sure if he's the first to report, but Mark Stein just tweeted that it looks like Steph Curry's going to be out for multiple weeks with partial tears in his leg currently. Um, to ligaments and membranes. I haven't heard that style of reporting before, but man, that that probably puts them in a spot where they're going back in the lottery again. <laughs> Trade Dre, Draymond at this point with Steph gone. Like no, this is I, the time to do it if you're going I, to do it for him. Like if if you're trying if if you thought that all the the stuff that happened prior to the season with him and Jordan Poole. Mm -hmm. And there's enough smoke in that organization that is out there enough for me to fully say, I know there's some people in that organization that would rather not have Draymond Green in it. Yeah, I wouldn't say that would have anything to do with Bob Myers, nor Steph, nor Steph Curry, but I yeah, think there are people in that organization that would like it would be we would be super excited if there was a team and put on the floor and Draymond was not a part of it. Yeah, well, there's no way that video would have leaked in the first place if that wasn't the case. Like that kind of stuff I think has been apparent that there's definitely segments in that locker room that are pro Draymond and that are anti Draymond and not just in the locker room in terms of uh, the team but in like the entire organization as well but that yeah they're sitting in a weird spot and it's so hard when it comes to a guy like that, especially when he means so much to like your franchise icon and step trying to move on from someone like Draymond was going to be incredibly difficult. You are right that this would be the time for them to do something like this, but yeah, I'm not sure this, uh, as you can see, this Kyrie trade has ripple effects. We've ended up discussing a lot of other teams in the league and not necessarily the Mavericks and Nets too much. Well, again, Kyrie being traded to the Dallas Mavericks. And if you want to look at it this way, Laker fans, and you want to be upset, it's a 2029 first round pick. And a 2027, 2029 second round pick that's going to the Brooklyn Nets. So Laker fans will be upset by that draft compensation. And Kalinka Kalinka is on the hot seat. This is the right, this is the reason why, yes, this has come to unfortunately a Houston Rockets Laker podcast a little bit of course always but because of the fact that I don't know if that man could walk down the streets of Los Angeles without doing something now and it has to be big it can't be I I think he should wait I think he should wait yeah I don't think 
I don't think his job can wait. You know what I'm talking about? I, I mean, I'm like, I could be completely off base. Yeah, this could be Genie saying like, "No, we're not. We're not. We're not paying Kyrie four years and two hundred million. This is stupid. We're not doing it." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that takes the two year extension or no? And I'll bet you we'll find out in the next couple of days that that's the case. Yeah, he wouldn't t- he wouldn't take the two year? He wouldn't be agreeable to the two year extension, which puts him in line to be out of contract when LeBron, AD, and himself. Yeah. <laughs> so, with that being said, there is so much still to do <laughs> during this trade deadline. We're just here for the emergency pod. Again, Kyrie has been traded to the Dallas Mavericks. Dallas gets their star to put next to Luka. And mm-hmm. the Brooklyn, I actually think, Yes. Did they lose the trade? Yes. But for what was out there, I think they did the very best they could. Dorian Finney-Smith going back, Spencer Dinwiddie going back, a first-round pick in 2029, and two second-rounders. So I think they did fairly well for what, in all in capsules this situation, I think Mm -hmm. they did fairly well. So... You got any final thoughts on this? I know you are going like this. You're going into the trade machine machinations for Houston now after we leave this podcast. So I, well, yeah, I just can't stop thinking about the ripple effects throughout the league. I, I don't really have anything else right now off the top of my head, but I'm sure there's a hundred different things I'm going to text you about after we're done recording. I'm going to tell you right now, if for some reason, Kevin Durant in three hours, ask for a trade request i am gonna be so mad that i have to do an emergency pod yeah (laughs) we're definitely we're definitely doing it uh i will just be excited if we get to see kevin durant on another team probably the rockets realistically Hoopheads, uh, what we're going to do for you on Monday, or actually i should say football people monday what we're going to do is we'll do our picks We'll kind of look at the over-unders a little bit, but it's going to be a basketball pod. It'll have some football in it. We'll kind of break down some of the matchups, but because of the trade deadline being right here in this specific moment, knowing that we the landscape has changed a little bit, let me ask you this before we go. Kyrie and Luka, as a playoff tandem, where do you see them now? Obviously, that, obviously we haven't seen the smoke cleared, right? The smoke yeah. hasn't cleared. We don't know what everybody else is going to do, but uh-huh. a backcourt of Kyrie and Luca. I know, man. I know, but we. I think the biggest problem is we need to see what the rest of the team looks like around them because I'm pretty confident that it's not going to be this group. Otherwise, I think the move would have held out probably for another day or two. They would be trying to get a little bit here and there, especially considering that the trade was already involving second-round picks. There would have been more arguing over what second round picks and all that stuff if uh dallas wasn't trying to do 
other moves this year, which, but I think right now they're sitting in the six seed just outside the play in. And with the news that Golden State seems to be dropping out, uh, I could see them pretty emphatically moving their way up the ranks. But like, what happens in a first round Memphis versus Dallas series? I can tell you exactly what happens. Kevin Durant scores 45 points for the Memphis Grizzlies and takes out out Luka and Kyrie. That's what I say. That's what I think. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if Memphis didn't, if Memphis did not make that phone call, as soon as the trade went down. So, How's Kevin Durant doing? Mm-hmm. What will it take to get Kevin Durant? We would like to pair Kevin Durant and John, John Morant in yeah. Devin Dane and create the team that he was really looking for in Brooklyn mm-hmm. but could never find. This would be ridiculous. Yeah. And by the way, this would replenish the coffers of the Brooklyn Nets because you could take all their young players. Mm-hmm. All of them. Yeah, that's true. And oh, they can man. have their own Golden State for a little while. <gasps> yeah, uh. I I don't know. I man, I I'm not sure. I, I I I have to wonder if Cam Johnson's performance the other night factored into the decision making at all them thinking oh no he can run the point off the bench and drop 40 points Kevin, ah. Kevin Durant would never see a pass from Cam Thomas oh, never no. of course not no 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 because he liked to shoot that's what I got he loves it well we could oh, go man. on and on for days on this and we'll yeah. continue this conversation offline so we don't want to bore you guys but uh-huh. keep Keep it locked here, man, because as soon as news breaks, if it's like this, this is where we're going to be potting for you. So, again, Mm -hmm. that news, again, is Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks. Mark Cuban has done it again for Dorian Finney-Smith, good 3 and D wing. Spencer Dinwiddie, ex-Brooklyn Net, had his greatest years there. And a first rounder in 2029 and two second rounders in 2027 and 2029. Lakers fans, how do you feel about this? Phoenix Suns fans, how do you feel about this? And we also already know how the Houston Rockets fans feel about this because this helps Love their, trade, their trade picks for later in life. So that's what's going down. Keep it locked here. We're going to go ahead and get off the air and sign off now. And if any other news breaks, we'll be back here to report it all for you. Oh, sounds good. So signing off for the Canadian Bomber, (laughs) the Canadian Shaman, and the Canadian Bill Simmons. This is FRPC. We are out.